I've called the president. President, we need a National Guard. We need as many men as you can spare, because we are killing the Patriots. So call the dogs off. Send the National Guard, please. They need emergency help. Please help these folks. They're coming. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Hey, hey, hey. Stutter, my brother, was happening? Hey, fantasy, it's session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast powered by the Real Deal Fantasy HQ. Today is August 27th, and the boys are back in town. Uh, wherever it is that you're listening to this or watching this, make sure you leave a comment, subscribe, share, all that if you care. Uh, what's going on, fellas? How y'all living? Feeling good, man. Um, just finished up my session takeover draft. Team is looking pretty stacked, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I think we were one of uh, our league was one of two leagues that finished already. So y'all dropping yeah. some slow pokes over there, but you know, people got different shit going on, so it's understandable. This is like we said, this is why we made the slow draft. So, you know. but you got time. You got your phone in your hand. Javar is the reason why we late. So if you've been waiting on us, it's because of Javar. But um, yeah, yeah, people think we be playing when we say CPT is real. Like the shit's real, bro. It's like in our blood. Javar, I don't know where it started, but it just it happened, bro. I got one leg, bro. Javar literally text. He literally takes 30, 40 minutes at six o'clock. It's now seven. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. Don't anyway, know. man. Uh, let me give a um a eight second moment of silence to our fallen kings and queens out there. All right, and we back, and we back. Hey, man, shout out to me because my birthday tomorrow. I'm going to go jump out of plane. I don't know if y'all know that or not, but that's what I plan on doing for my birthday. Word, that was uh, – Sharn did it. I ain't with that. I go I go under sea level. I'm straight on going above. Yeah, I just watch from afar, bro. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I do like the one where I do the one where it's like indoors and, you know, the things just like kind of shoot you up in the air or some shit. That shit costs like $200. Bro, I'm, not dro- I'm not jumping on no goddamn plane, bro. Jump out of a plane? Hell no. Nah. Hey, man, I, I'm going to do it. And, you know, I'm going to put some pictures up because that's what I, I ain't got nothing else to do. I feel like they're, that's they're the recorded, most- too. I think it cost like $25 for the little video. I think that's the most COVID free thing, you know. Yeah. I'm like in the uh, air. But I don't know. I don't know. Somebody you shot be you attached to somebody, gay. You, you, you're not. They're not gonna let you jump out by yourself. You're gonna be attached to somebody. Yeah, I would hope so. That's so crazy <laughs> that you put your whole life in his hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? His or her hand. Like you put your life in there. Like you don't even know this man for like an hour. You're like, hey, strap me on your back, bro. I'm gonna jump out of plane. That's crazy. Hey, right. I'm gonna pay you this amount. Oh, I said, man, I said, man. <laughs> These brought <probably> dinner first. <laughs> Hey man, let's uh, get into why we here, man. Um, not about to be here, but let's get into some of the news and notes since the last time we potted. I don't really know if it's too much news came out. We recorded on Wednesday. You did? Uh, yeah. There's some news. What you got? 
Oh, Ryan Tannehill yeah. with the COVID. That's a big thing. And he pretty yeah, much um, and he was vaccinated too. So yeah, that's uh kind of scary. Well, I did see a report that said that uh in, in terms of like it's been like two two point two percent of players have tested positive for COVID, but only like 0.3 of the vaccinated players like tested positive, and then the rest of them were unvaccinated. So I mean, according to that study, it seems like the vaccination is working, so it's crazy. Um, Odell Beckham is ramping up practice activity as long as, as well as Saquon Barkley took his first live snaps uh, this week uh, after we potted. So what was that Thursday? Was he, um, I don't know. I don't see anything else. What else you got, Carlos? Jameis Winston named a starter, bro. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That just, but that just, happened. that just happened. That just, happened. I already thought. I he know was that's just huge, though. It's huge news. I already thought. I already thought he was the starter. To be we, honest, uh, a lot of people did, but it's official now, bro. Like a lot of people yeah, thought he was going to be the last year, and Taysom Hill was out there for four games. People are trying to passes a game and shit. <laughs> Tight end. People are trying to sell sell Marquez Callaway at a very high premium right now, just because James was named named the starter. They even put out like that big post about all oh, Marquez is. What James is high guy. premium? Na- named. It uh, like you I think I, about him. Name what is high premium? I got I got offered. Um, Daryl Henderson, Marquez Callaway, and some something else really gross for um Antonio Gibson. Hey, okay. Oh, and I in our in our redraft league, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know <laughs> bro, that guy was. Anyway, <laughs> you see how, how he, he let out. My- you see how he let it let it with like that picture of saying like like. This is the the news about Jameis and how it boosts exactly. boost Callaway's stock. It's like, bro, come on, man. We've been at this for a long time. We we, we know. We, I, we, I we said Michael Thomas is coming bro. back. Michael Thomas is coming <laughs> back, bro. Like, then what's going to happen? The Saints don't. He is the real deal. Though, I, think. Yeah, I, think, I think even with Michael Thomas back, he's still going he's still gonna to be a decent player. Hey, I told I told Javar straight up, bro. He, he hit me up. I was like, hey, man, what you want for Callaway in one of our leagues? I was like, bro, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, I'm not going to trade him unless I get a wild offer because I feel like his value is just going to, like, rise from this point. So, mm-hmm. I'm not – you know what I mean? I don't want to disrespect you by, you know, asking for something that I know you're not going to give me. If right I had Callaway, so. I'd take a first. Screw up. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think you're going to give me a first for him. So, if you are, so no, not right now. Let me see it in the regular <laughs> season first. They're going to be uh, – you might want to keep him by the issue because you, you, you're you going to have him in your flex. By the season start, somebody might want to keep him, you know, he might be a – I want to see what happens after Michael Thomas there because they just paid Michael Thomas, so it's not like he's going away anytime soon either, you know. But then again, like it's it's like we said last show, it's not a lot of people out there that's going to be getting targets like that. It's pretty fun. On that team, so, right. It's just when, you know, I mean, Even when Michael Thomas come back, it's going to be Thomas, Kamara, then who else? Right. Like that's, how, that's how the – that's how it's always been, though. But he's still going to be exactly. But we, they never had a legit, consistent right. wide receiver to step up. And it's looking like they finally found one. So we'll see. Um. So y'all got any other news before we get into why we're here? Why are we here? Uh, I don't think so. It's my favorite time of the year. That's why we're here. Um, sleepers and breakouts. Y'all ready? Yes, this is my favorite episode of the year. We did it before my birthday. I'm ready to talk shit to Javar. So we're gonna start with Javar. Javar, who your who your breakout performer this year? Who you got? 
Uh, one second, I'm putting up this the show sheet right now. It did. I'm off guard there, and just why he's doing that, just so we understand where we're coming. From, like everybody knows where we're coming from. We consider a breakout somebody who flashed in the past, maybe, but hasn't put together a full season of consistent fantasy greatness. And we're pretty much calling our shots on somebody we think can put it together for the whole year and you know break legit breakout for a whole year. So that's what we consider breakouts. Yeah, dig. And to follow that, I'm gonna start with Tua. You know, I was off on Tua going into the season, but things start coming around. Uh, start last year, he was not ready. He was not confident in himself from his injury. And the team went back and forth between him and Ryan Fitzmagic. Miami had no pass catcher to go over 800 yards last year. Only one wide receiver went over 500 yards. That was Parker with 793. And next in line was Kosicki with 703 yards. Only 30% of his targets in 2020 went to these top two guys. The rest went to guys like Lynn Bowen Jr., Isaiah Ford, and Jakeem Grant. Okay, where are these guys? Practice squads, third teamers? Okay. But it's now year two in the same offense with upgraded weapons. The fans have picked up Fuller, who is an elite deep threat, and then they has been turning a lot of heads in camp. Um, man, Gabe, what are you doing? Stop muting it up. Gabe muting everybody. Right, hey, Gabe. He, he muted his damn self. Hey, hey, no <laughs> one I don't want to hear this shit no more. Hey, <laughs> man, I forgot where I was. Now, back to add in to his uh, old standout teammate, Jalen Waddle, is turning heads at camp. These guys have the ability to make big plays downfield and after the catch. So that should only increase to a stop. Yeah, Tua has looked much better in camp compared to the last two years, especially on his deep ball throw. Um, he's been drafted as quarterback 22 and could possibly finish anywhere from 15 to 17 or a little higher. He's late round snag with some upside, especially in quarterback two leagues. He's a great quarterback two option with a lot of upside. Um, and quarterback one leagues, if you if you plan it late and you're going to get other high rated players in the Earlier rounds, two is a great grab in the late rounds because he will outplay his ADP. Now you can meet me, old lame Andy. Yeah, I like it, man. Um, I, I mentioned this in our group chat uh, during the second game where he was out there making plays look good. And this is after like a whole preseason of great report after great report coming. No, he uh, he he didn't live up to expectations last year, but people failed to realize that he was coming off one of the most gruesome injuries that a lot of people don't even come back from. So he's a year move, removed from that. Like you said, they gave him great weapons. They surrounded him with great weapons. And I think that was part of the problem last year. They didn't really have any elite separators. And not only did they add one, but they added two in Fuller and Waddle. So they're giving him the keys to succeed, man. He's looked the part so far in preseason, bro. I love this call. I, I'm I'm thinking about how you feel about the running game. That would be my only thing in that offensive line. Did they get better? What what, what I got to do with Tua? The well, the offensive line protects Tua, and I mean, the running game keeps the running, running passing. Tool. 
run blocking is two different things, but as long as Gaskins is matter of fact, almost any running back they threw back there last year kind of produced. So I'm really not worried about the running game. I mean, That's I like to this year. Even I mean, I don't I don't know if I like to, but like what when you say breakout, when you say breakout, what do you what are you saying? Like top like QB one performance this year? Uh, I mean, with the weapons he have, it's it's possible if if they fall into game script play, but they shouldn't fall into game script play. So he should be a, a confident front end uh, quarterback two. You know, it's a possibility he could be quarterback one if they unleash the keys to the portion and really let Bridges toss that pill around. But we don't know. You know what I'm saying? And until we know, if he throws the ball over thirty some times a game. He has a chance to be quarterback one. If he doesn't, he he, he would not be a quarterback one. Sounds like you're hedging to me, man. You better call your shot, bro. That would have sounded like it. Sounds like you're not confident. Quarterback two. I didn't even say that. That ain't breaking out. Then he in the same spot. Y'all just told me that my player wasn't breaking out. Now he got this whole play over here that didn't even break out. He gonna be the same thing. He gonna be lukewarm. I think he gonna he going as QB eighteen right now, but I think he gonna be as QB. 14. 14. No, he's going <laughs> at QB 22. Sure. He's going right, at QB right, 22. Sure. Same shit. So back back in QB. Yeah, I mean, that's that's real, that's a realistic expectation for him, for him. But I think that if everything like falls together for him this year and he does provide somewhat of a rushing floor, he's not just going to be sit there like immobile back there in the pocket. Like he I think he's especially when they get on the goal line, I think he's good for at least a few touchdowns. And I think he'll be able to, um, you know, pick up couple first downs here and there and anything anything helps for for from the quarterback position if you've given me 20 yards per game that's two extra points added to your your total so um that's another thing going in his favor i, I like to especially more than i did last year going into last year i really wasn't looking for Tua, but now i feel like Tua is definitely one of those late round picks that you can like go and grab like if you go late on quarterback in the super flex league um but as far as like a one quarterback situation, like I'm not looking at two. I feel like I would have to sit him on my bench until he shows me that he can lead. He, he'd probably be like a bye week starter, or if you play the quarterback stream game, like he's one of those type starters in like one quarterback leads. But super play leads definitely one of the late round picks. So I think he's a sleeper for you, Javar. He's not gonna break. He's a sleeper. So you got two sleepers. What you got yeah, left? Uh, well, well, we we know you wasn't on to it last year because I think you made a call that Jacob Easton was going to have a better career. Than him, so. Did I say Jacob Easton? <laughs> yes. Hey, Jacob. <laughs> hey, you see you see when Jake East, Jacob Easton was taking over for Carson Wentz, they said he was looking good. I out ain't there. see nothing. Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crap. That's crap. Doesn't ring a bell. Nothing. And bro, to be it's real good. with you, everybody was down on to you. Tua Ben has been mixed reviews on Tua. Nobody's like agreed that Tua's going is a decent quarterback to get as a quarterback too. A lot, you know. That's why I feel like he's a breakout because just like Sam Bowman like is going that late too, but he could be he on a better team now. He could be considered a breakout because don't nobody want to start Sam Darnold. Don't nobody really want him. So you know that's why they're I late. I think Sam Darnold finished around the same same as Tua, if not higher. I mean, he should have finished higher because Tua didn't play a lot. But I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this year, right now. No, nah, Tua definitely gone before him. I know he's going before him. I'm saying uh, he's going to finish before. Him. He was a better rated quarterback coming out of college. 
High profiles, one lot, like anybody right. looks better when you're playing with all first round picks, bro. That's like that's that's not something comparable. We've seen a lot of first round picks come in. I mean, like Alabama players come in and not be good too. Like we, I think this is his year to see. Last year he wasn't good by any stretch of the of the imagination. So let's not say you that. Mean, like, he he put a lot of people. He was sorry. He just was. He wasn't was, sorry. He, I said he, he had, some had body nobody. Body. He just had no ceiling. He just had no ceiling. Like he. They wasn't. They didn't unleash the whole playbook to him, and that's another thing that they they said this year. Like that, he has a whole playbook at his disposal. But I like the car. Um, we'll we'll see what he does though. We'll see what he does. Uh, so we, yeah, we, we on breakouts, right? So, Lowe's, you got breakouts. Let's see if you got somebody that's gonna break out. All right, so I am going with my guy Clyde Edwards Alaire, running oh. back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Currently going as the RB14, uh, according to Underdog Fantasy. Um, so, talk about what he did last year. 13 games, finished as the number 23 running back and mm-hmm. half PPR scoring. So, of course, he left a, a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because if you remember, the hype got out of control when Damian, Damian Williams opted out last year. He was going as high as, like, top five. Didn't live up to that to the expectations. But what many people fail to realize is before Bell came in and crowded the backfield, so weeks one through six, the numbers were third in rushing, second uh-huh. in rush yards, six in targets, six in carries from his, uh, from inside the five. In the eight games that he played with Bell, his averages dropped from to 26 in rush attempts, 29th in rush yards, 15th in targets, and 35th in carries from inside the five. So now we have Bell out of the way. Multiple reports saying that they want to involve him more in the passing game. And that if you remember when coming out of college, that was like his bread and butter. Like it was, he was one of the elite pass catchers at the position. Didn't use him like that. So that's great to hear that they want to involve him more in the pass game. He didn't fumble all last year. So, you know, he has the trust of the coaches. And then another concern you hear about him is goal line rushes. So he only converted two of his 10 carries inside the five. I know that's horrible. But Bell and Daryl Williams only converted one of their six carries from inside the five line. So what that tells me is it wasn't just CH. I'm not saying he was the best, but it wasn't just him struggling because everybody struggled. I think that was a more of a product of their sorry offensive line. What did they do this year? They went out and invested heavily into the offensive line in the free agency and draft. Facts. And just to cap it off, we all know that Andy Reid has a history of producing RB1s. So since 2004, 17 years, man, Andy Reid's offense has given us 13 RB1 finishes. That's a pretty good chance of if you got an Andy Reid running back, he's going to finish as RB1. So with him having an actual training camp and preseason and the backfield basically to himself, the sky is the limit for him. I currently have him right outside RB1s. But I would not be surprised if at the end of the year he's smoking on some top five running backs tonight, baby. <laughs> smoking on your top five tonight. Hey. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I had to throw that shit in there. I was like, bro, I was like, You've been thinking about that all day. How can I? How can I? How, do, how can I? Hey, that's, 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 that's <laughs> smoking on some top five tonight. That's equivalent to Love's dropping the mic. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like CEH. I like him. I, I like him a lot five. more. I don't know. I don't like top five, but I like That's him a lot take, more. He does have. I don't think it's it's uh, 
impossible for him to do that. Man, mm-hmm. Okay, I can see the positive regression from the touchdown standpoint, and they involve him more in the passing game, which we know they're more than he's more than capable of of being a pass elite pass catcher, bro. Like he already did in college, so they just need to involve him more there. I'll be just possible, definitely possible. But just watching the run game last year. You know, it really turned me off from CEH and anybody. It just felt like they wanted to put the football in Mahomes' hand, but they rebuilt the O-line. And Andy Reid has always produced a decent running back for fantasy. Bell gone. He's going to control the whole backfield. So I, I like him where he, he's getting drafted. I can't I can't buy top five. But um, I, I can see uh, a running back. One finish. Somebody gonna get injured, so you know it's gonna be some people to shuffle to get up there and run about one. Man, why you got? Why somebody got get injured? Right, from, yeah, that was man, crazy. Bro. It's already happened. Shit on my guy, bro. I didn't shit on your guy. Should have. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shit. On, I just nah, no, nah, I'm not sure. I get Dobbins instead, but yeah, I, I don't know about that. I'm going to see H over Dobbins for the show that. Like Gabe used to say, Javar just needs to see it from Dobbins to realize that we've been trying to tell him all offseason, bro. Once he see okay. that Gus, once he sees Gus Edwards takes um 40% of the snaps from um JK Dobbins, he'd be like, damn. And then the other 20% going to um Lamar Jackson. Like, damn, there's only like how many more percent left? I don't know. I wasn't doing the math, but I think that's funny. Uh 40%. 60 up. <laughs> And no, um, motherfucker, that's 40. <laughs> nah. 40 hey. 20 60, I, I say because I, I got I got a uh, coming up anyway, so I, oh, I got Gus coming up too, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, so we got a bet going right we now. Tonight, baby. We got a bet through the season right now. We got uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire over JK Dobbins because Javar don't want to listen to us. All right, so 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 we had a lot of debate about my breakout throughout the week. They were trying to tell me that my player wasn't a breakout, but if I would have knew Javar was going to say that, then I would have never let Javar talk about my player. Uh, <clears throat> of course, he come from Atlanta. You know what I mean? Well, he don't come from Atlanta, but he played for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is a homer pick, but I just really think a lot of people are sleeping on him uh, just according to his, a- his ADP. Um, his name is Russell Gage. He's currently – and in half PPR leagues, according to fantasy football calculator, going in the 12th round around the ninth pick. That's after wide receivers like Curtis Samuel, the newly uh, the newly star boy uh, Marquez Callaway, Marvin Jones, Elijah Moore, uh, Hollywood Brown, and Michael Gallup. Taking out them myself, Hollywood Brown. All of these before them. Ain't no way. All of these players are. Wide receiver twos or wide receiver threes on their team, essentially. Last year, Russell Gage finished as a wide receiver 38. Um, I know the talk of the town right now is Kyle Pitts, but Matt Ryan has shown that he can support multiple targets, not having under 600 passing attempts since 2017, and where he only missed the 600 mark by 30 passing attempts. And during this time, he had a tight end dominating throughout the 2018 and 2019 season, Austin Hooper. Both years, Austin Hooper had over or at least 88 targets. Um, in 2019, he only missed a 100 target mark by three, uh, by three. In both of these years, Matt Ryan had a number two wide receiver with at least 90 targets, and this was why Julio was dominating the target share. 
uh, with 140 targets at least in both years. In both years, he had two wide receivers finishing the top 26. Of course, they were Calvin Ridley. But if you go back to 2017, he even snuck – wide receiver 32 year in there for uh, Muhammad Sanu who played the whole year that year. Um, now into Russell Gage, who already has a rapport with the Iceman, Matt Ryan. You already know what's going on. Over the last two years, he's had 182 targets, caught 121 receptions and over 1,200 yards. And this is arguably, arguably as the wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver four at some times on that team. Last year, uh, Julio missed eight and in the quarter games because he did play like uh, I think it was like week seven or week nine, one of them times, but he like left. Then he came back in like week eleven. But after week after that after that um week eleven, this is when Gage saw the most snaps he's ever saw in his career. In week eleven, he tied he tied his season high with 12 targets. We all know they had to shoot out week one with Dallas. Um and then he had five double digit PPR games throughout the last seven games of the season after week eleven. Only see only seeing under seven targets five times during those weeks, and he had three touchdowns. He was wide receiver 25 um, in half PPR during those weeks. Um, that's an eight-target per sh- per game average. If we multiply that by the 17 game that they're going to play this year, that's 140 targets. Um, I'm not saying he's going to get 140 targets, but that's just if you take this, uh, the four-year sample size. He was also second in red zone attempts last year. That's only with him really playing after week 11. Uh, with Julio gone, there's a massive target void that needs to be filled. Russell Gage has showed that he can do it with Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan showed that he can support it. Mm-hmm. Russell Gage is currently going as the wide receiver 60, or he is the wide receiver 60 according to ECR. I don't think I think he can finish as top 30. I think with top 24 upside. That's my Russell Gage. That's my Russell Gage speed. That's how you sell a player. Uh, I like everything till you said the top 24, bro. I am not buying that shit. Not I'm out here. I only if, think if Kyle, Kyle Pitts wasn't there, man. I can I can buy that, bro. But, 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 He's not grabbing no touchdown production. My, my, my thing with Kyle Pitts is we had somebody. So how many more targets? How many more targets do you think Kyle Pitts is going to have than Austin Hooper had in his most productive year? But – I'm saying though, last year, bro, I already had 110 targets. He's just not going to get he, – he may get some more targets, but is he going to score? No. Matt Ryan know. had arguably that's, that's, his worst – one of his worst years last year when the offense was really down. That's the that's, thing, though. But he can get targets, but is he going to score, bro? That's what's going to hurt him. That's why he's not going to be a top 24. He was second, he was second in red zone attempts, only playing half the year last year. Without Pitts there. They're moving Pitts all over the field. They already said they in the, he's going to be in the red zone. they in the red zone. they they lining up Pitts so in motion to get, him, uh, to get him on like a safety or linebacker mismatch. They already wrote it out and said Pitts playing. Uh, he playing wide receiver out wide a lot. So, you, you know what I'm saying? Age has, you know, a spot on the team in a row, but it's not a row that's going to finish top 24. But he already showed that he can do it by finishing in the last what 11 through 17 with everybody out there with the healthy Calvin Ridley was going to be out there now. Hayden Hurst. Only thing that's missing is a uh, uh, Kyle Pitts. But how many more targets do you think Kyle Pitts is actually going to get? Of course, I think he's going to score touchdowns. But even with only three touchdowns, I think Russell Gage, um, even only with three touchdowns, Russell Gage was still a top 25 wide receiver during that span. Without Pitts is the key word, and Pitts is gonna be there. But, I'm saying, but, but your but your argument is that 
the touchdowns is not going to be there. And so the touchdowns weren't there last year either. He only had three touchdowns. That's my, that's what I'm saying. He still is wide receiver 25 during that span. So he's going to have more passing attempts, more attempts at touchdowns that he's playing more games now. There's no way that he's going to finish lower Bruh, than that. Yeah, Last year, he was the second person on the team. They drawn up plays for him. This year, he's going to be the third person to get a play drawn up for him. He's third in the pecking order, not second no more, Gabe. What are you not understanding? I, I like Russell Gage, but then the players, all the players you name? Uh, Curtis I think he'll beat his ADP. He shouldn't be going that low, in my opinion, because we know that they're going to throw the ball a lot. We know their defense sucks, so they're going to have to play catch-up a lot of times. I don't think the defense but, is going to suck as much as, as much as people think also. That's another hot take. I think we're going to have a top ain't going to be a Falcons fan today. ain't going to be a Falcons fan <laughs> He today. needs it to suck <laughs> <laughs> because he gonna, he's the third option, bro. So, I mean, if if, if they're in, in a lot of closer games than we expect, then okay, so know but y'all, Kyle Pitts and really going to be the top two options in that Falcons. Okay. Okay, my my last my last point of argument with that. So when we say the third option, we're not just talking about a third option on on the regular offense. We're talking about a third option on the offense that hasn't thrown under six hundred passing attempts since two thousand seventeen. And on a, so as why a is third that the case, huh? Because the defense have been sorry. But we had a top fifteen defense. We had a top fifteen defense within those two years. Top top ten. When we went to the top Super Bowl? 15, top 15, top 15. Defense. When we went to the Super Bowl? After the, after the Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl, bro. Man, I, I didn't I'm just saying, that, bro. We need a vet. We now. can't. It was 2017. <laughs> top 15, bro. Like, bro. All right. Come on, man. We got Dan, Dan Peeves coming in. All right. So, but anyway, so that's not I why mean, you're here. But what I'm saying my, is. My thing is. He's had my a. Thing he, is, right. I just think that I think he's definitely going to beat that ADP, uh-huh. but I just don't know if I could put him as a top 30 receiver. I think he'll need to be flooded with targets and he would need to have some, some touchdowns mixed in and he doesn't really, he might get the red zone targets, but he, I don't think he's going to be getting the end zone targets like that with Calvin really and Kyle Pitts there. So one, one more, top, one top more, 36, one more. top 36, top 40, I will buy, but top 30 is kind of it's gonna be one, one more, one more, one more argument point, one more argument point, then I'm done. We all know how Matt Ryan is allergic to throwing to the best wide the best wide receiver option in the end zone. So let's let's not get out there and act like no. uh all right, you gonna do your no, breakout Austin next? Hoop, Austin Hooper wasn't. Score. Austin Hooper wasn't wasn't riddled with touchdowns that year that he went off too. But that's mm-hmm. just all I'm saying. But anyway, go ahead, man, Carlos. I, who, I, who I know it's your birthday. Sleep, I know it's your birthday. I'm just saying, but y'all out. You can cry if you want to, bro. <laughs> you can cry if you want to. <laughs> mm, I, mean, I, 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 I honestly, I honestly do think it probably he probably would have been better as a sleeper. I mean, I, wide receiver sixty, bro. He should not be on wide receiver sixty, bro. Right, so but it is Okay. Some of the so, names, you, some of the guys you named too, like Curtis Samuel, bro. Like he's in line for no, no fucking way. Curtis Samuel finishes higher than Russell Gage, and I'll bet that he finished higher than last I'll bet, year as the third guy on the. On, I'll bet. On I'll bet. Team. Listen, listen, listen. He just got paid. Bet, man. Listen, 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 listen. We don't have to all argue right. back and forth. Free I will money. bet you. Do you you paid all your league dues yet? Don't worry about me breaking out my pocket. You're gonna be I'm paying asking. my it's dues. That's what I'm hey, saying. I'll pay. I'll pay one of your dues if you have. All right, fifty dollars league dues. Next was, was was next year. Next year, then. All right. We, we won't know till after this year. So next year, I'll pay whatever league do you want to put me to pay. If if Curtis Samuel finishes higher than Russell Gage, and then vice versa. In points per game. 
Yeah, appreciate it. Points for a game, of course. Yeah. Points for a game, of course. But I love free money. All right, that's a bit. So, go ahead. Go ahead, Lowe. So are we going to break out or are you going to sleep? Are we going to go with sleeper? And maybe have you feel around him? the breakout if we uh, have oh, no, I think Gabe already started with sleepers. Get uh. Bro, that was a good. One. I ain't gonna catch. That was a good. I ain't gonna catch. That was a good. One. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. So my sleeper man, I uh, kind of alluded to it earlier, but it's gonna be Gus Edwards, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Currently in um, underdog best ball, he's going as the RB thirty nine, and I definitely think he's gonna beat that ADP. Reasons for that: just co- got a contract extension, so you know they have plans for him. Um, no more Ingram back there. You know, we always well recently we've we've kind of grown accustomed to it being some type of split backfield. But two we can deal with. Three is is just too much. So with Ingram out of the way now, um, that just pretty much crowded the backfield. Um, so it's just Dobbins and you know Lamar, of course. Um, Dobbins is a lead guy. He's going to be get the most touches. But just some of the stats last year, they both were top ten in rush grade. Top 10 in yards per carry, yards at the contact per carry, and percentage of carries to result in first down or touchdown. This is according to PFF. And he actually outtouched um, J.K. Dobbins in carries. Uh, he got 144 to Dobbins 130, 134. So he uh, outcarried him by 10. He gave you a top 36 performance in eight weeks, and he was top 20 in three. And he never finished any lower than 36 without when Ingram was off the field. Because if you remember, towards down the stretch, they kind of were making uh, Ingram like a healthy scratch because he didn't play special teams. So that kind of gave you a picture of what his floor would be without Ingram in the way. So not only is he a premium handcuff, but he also provides that weekly standalone value. Um, and just to let you know that it just wasn't like a thing in the past, Gus Edwards only played one preseason game. And he outsnapped J.K. Dobbins 10 snaps to eight snaps. So, again, I'm not expecting him to be the lead back. I'm not expecting him to take J.K. Dobbins' uh, job. But what I'm saying is this is more of a split backfield than people do realize. I think their ADP should be way closer than it is right now because J.K. Dobbins is going in that, like, the what, like running back 16 through 18 range. And Gus Edwards is going way behind that. So, I think he's going to crush that ADP and give you. Great flex value and great uh bye week filling value. Boom. I think I think Russell Gage, not Russell Gage. I'm still on Russell Gage. Not bad, bro. On, bro. I think I think um I think I like everything you said about uh Gus Edwards there because I feel like Gus Edwards is not a uh, handcuff as most people think he is. He is actually like more of the Kareem Hunt style handcuff, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's actually going to produce like every game, and he's mm-hmm. not like somebody going to have to wait till somebody get hurt or anything like that. Like I, that's why I disagree with Javar Lack and J.K. Dobbins so much because I feel like they just paid one, they just paid Gus Edwards, so that's always what Javar says. You know, going back to everything Javar says, follow the money. You know what I'm saying? They if you want to pay a player, they're going they're going to put him on the field. And Gus Edwards got paid. They didn't have to they didn't have to pay him. They could have let him go, but they didn't. And they have one of the top Russian offenses in the league, so it's only right that, huh? Yeah, that's another reason why JK gonna eat. They go, you got a 555 times they ran the ball last year, bro. I'm not saying JK Dobbins is not gonna eat. That's not what I'm saying. And uh, Gus have only 
the most touches he had in a career has been 144. So, uh, you know, as far as eating it to J.K. Dobbins touches, it's it's not it's just like 250 carries left over he for did it last year. He got more touch, he had more carries as a rookie. Yeah, okay, as a rookie. So what, bro? We as a rookie. rookie running backs come in and dominate touches year after year, bro. It, it was, yeah, no, he was, they, it, bro. they had they had they had a three-headed monster this year. JK is the guy they talking about him. So I'm not I'm not down here. I like Gus Ezra as a sleeper. Yeah, he's one of those back, like Gabe said, uh, AJ Dillon, uh, Drake. You know, they're gonna give you points every week. They're not a, you know, you don't have to wait for an injury. So oh Carlos was froze on my like, again, again, again. I'm not saying he's gonna take his job or anything. I just think it's going to be more of a split, and I don't. I think if anybody can beat their ADP, it's going to be Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is going at eight oh eight, so eighth pick in the eighth round. For uh, for the don't understand that, but um, I think that's a great uh, pick for him. He's going around the likes of Devin Devin Singletary, who I like Gus Edwards more than. He's James Conner is going before him. I don't like that. Leonard Fournette is going before him. I don't like that. AJ Dillon, Zach Moss. Michael Carter, Ronald um, Jones, Melvin Gordon, Trey Sermon. Only person I would like out of that is Trey Sermon, you know, that I would actually take before I take Gus Edwards because I just feel like Gus Edwards is going to be that involved in the offense. Um, But if you are, like, I don't understand how Jabbar doesn't see this, you know what I'm saying? He always talks about going to the clearance rack or whatever. Like, this is literally the, the clearance racks of all clearance racks. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have what is this? I think they're not too much different of a player. That's also what I also think about Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you're getting like that much more of a dynamic player. I could, that could be a hot take. <laughs> Gay, shut I mean, up. Dobbins, Dobbins, Dobbins is a better pass catcher, I would say, but they don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, anyway. as a running, as running the ball, top 10 in rush grade, top 10 in yards per carry, top 10 in yards at the contact per carry. Top ten in percentage of carries. Yeah, you can't hold a touchdown. Touchdown, bro. And and it. They're both were top ten in all of these categories, bro. You it's can't not, say okay, that Dobbins is just a superior runner. Like yeah, they both are very good at running the ball. The superior runner. Dobbins averaged six carries a, a yard last year. Okay, and 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 Gus averaged like what, like five point four or something like yep, that. Lamar averaged like what, ten point eleven thousand league average. I think I think Gus. I'm Edwards, not shit, I'm not shitting on Dobbins as much. I'm as just saying, y'all tell me he's a better player. I'm not, shit, I'm not Gus, shitting on Dobbins, like, but like I'm just Gus going said, back to what we said before Gus when had, it came down Gus to had more rushing attempts than Dobbins, but finished 14 to 15 spots lower than the guy. But Gus Edwards is much better than Dobbins, or or the same player. Much better than him. I didn't say. I said they. I said they the same player. Running the ball, not the same player. The ADP suggests. Sound good. I mean, I like him as a sleeper. I, I can dig it. Um, right. yeah, I do. I do like him as I'll a sleeper. But I'll go. I'll go ahead and go with mine because I feel like Javar coming with some more bullshit next. So I'll, I'll go ahead and go with mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, crazy, bro. All right, so I got um Jacoby Myers as my sleeper pick. Um, I'll come. <laughs> receiver for the New England Patriots. Um, now coming into his third year, which we all remember, Javar mentioned it last episode, which used to be the year that we was like, okay, the wide receivers are now right. putting their shit together. You know what I'm saying? Third year breakout. Um, exactly. Uh, Jacoby Myers is receiving all the rave in Patriots camp as um, easily the best wide receiver on the field during the offseason. Myers has 
being used all around the field, but he played most of his um most of his plays in his in the slot last year. Mm-hmm. Um he didn't start receiving valuable snaps until Julian Edelman got hurt week seven. And then he uh then he would got 80 targets from then until the rest of the year. And that's seven game that's seven targets a game uh, average. Um although he was only ranked wide receiver number 52 in half PPR leagues. Um, he had zero touchdowns throughout that time. So we always talk about how touchdown deodorant uh, puts a lot of that, you know what I'm saying? It covers a lot of that stank up. Uh, the Patriots struggled, you know what I'm saying, throughout the year with quarterback play with Cam having um, COVID. And I don't even know who the, who was the backup, like Brian Hoyer or something crazy like that. Are you talking about for the, oh, for the Patriots? Yeah. It was uh, when Cam went out. You had you had him. You what him was it? Stidham? Oh, yeah. Stidham. 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 No, no, he didn't come in. He didn't play. Uh, he didn't start. Yeah, he did. When when he Cam did? went out. Oh, yeah. it was. He must have been really trash. Bro, you need to get your nose yeah, together. Yeah, this was. is he your was. player, bro. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, the quarterback play was shaky anyway. I mean, they was thirty first in attempts all all year with thirty um with twenty seven per game. And they only had 17 completions per game. That was also 31st in the NFL, 30th in yards, and in passing touchdowns, 27th in total points. They literally didn't throw a touchdown to the wide receiver till week 11. So it's that's like I think if you could ask for it, that's literally the worst offense like you could possibly have, and that's coming from uh, Bill Belichick team. So I don't think that's ever going to repeat itself again because they went out and they drafted not drafted. They went out and they used free agency money, which the Patriots never really do. And they signed a lot of players. They signed Hunter Henry, John Smith and Nelson Aguilar. But the Patriots have always featured the slot wide receiver, which they are slotted Jacoby Myers to be. And that's pretty much their number one wide receiver on the Patriots team. Um, and they've even featured him while they've had dominant tight end play. In 2011, Gronk, Her- Gronk and Aaron Hernandez rested bit, and Wells Weck, um both had great years with with Wells Welker. That's a lot of W's in the line in the same place. With Wells <laughs> Welker having with, with Wells Welker, damn, it's not easy. With not easy. Wes Welker, with Wells Welker. With West, that's, nah, we got, that's hard. This is probably the name of the episode. Um, had 169 targets, leading the team with both tight ends, um, having over the 100 yards. I mean, 100 targets. 2012 with tight with both tight ends missing part of the season. They featured two wide receiver per two wide receivers posting over 100 targets. Um, now that Cam, now we all know Cam Arm is not that good. And you know, what I'm saying it's, it's probably not getting any better. In 2020, he did average the lowest uh, depth per target in his career with 6.7 yards per attempt. This is where uh, Jacoby Myers killed though last year. He averaged his average depth of target was 10.1 yards, and that's when he started taking over for Edelman because um, he filled in, in that slot position. According to Fantasy Pros, Myers has the third easiest strength of schedule. Um, currently going in the 13th round around uh, after Russell Gage. Um, if Cam returns to form or if Mac Jones, who I didn't mention yet, if Mac Jones comes in, I think, and takes over the offense, I think either way, either if Cam plays good, who Jacoby Myers always has a rapport with, or I mean, already has a rapport with, or if Mac Jones comes in a better arm, if you say so, of a wire of a quarterback to throw the ball to Jacoby Myers. I think he's in line for a sneaky good year. I think um, he'll be a consistent play for you all year. I think that they won't go 11 weeks without throwing a touchdown to the wide receiver. And if he would have had just a couple of touchdowns, even three touchdowns during that span when he had 80 targets, 
I think he would have finished at least top 50, top, I mean, not top 50, but top, well, like, uh, I think I did the math, like top 36 wide receiver somewhere around there. So imagine if he does start getting the touchdowns and the offense has to get better because Bill Belichick's not taking too much more of that. So they drafted a first round quarterback. I think the sky's the limit for Jacoby Myers and you can get him for really cheap right now. At one point this offseason, he was going undrafted. But now um, a couple of people are like a little bit of the fantasy community are getting on him. So I think I think you got to go get him. If you got him on your board, he could be one of your last picks. Uh, Javar is rocking the Crocs. That's why he was late for the show. Oh, bro. Probably. Man, stop, bro. I got food on now, bro. <laughs> Hating on my Crocs. Yeah, yeah. They comfy. They but comfy. Jacoby Myers, man, love, love the call. Um, <laughs> he's been one of my targets late in drafts all year for that main reason. Like, it's, it's not too many – players you can find that late in drafts who have a case for leading their team in targets. Um, also, the touchdowns were a huge point, bro, because like from the volume he was getting, bro, it's it's just like almost impossible to not score a touchdown. So we all knew exactly. that positive regression was coming. According to uh, PFF, he was expected to uh, score three touchdowns last year. He literally scored zero. So that just lets you know that, you know, positive regression is on the rise for him. And it already started last week in preseason. He caught a touchdown pass. So mm. I think that's definitely going to go in his favor. Um, hey, he slid on the floor, too. If, yeah. If if you if, if Cam doesn't work out this year, then they have a more than capable backup who's probably might take his job anyway. So I don't think the quarterback play is going to be a problem for him this year either. So, um, yeah, he's going to get the volume. He's gonna hopefully get that t- positive touchdown regression, man. Where did you say he was going in drafts? Twelfth round. He's thirteenth. Twelfth round, yeah. That's. I that's think thirteenth. That's mm-hmm. insane. I can dig it. Definitely uh, do that. I think I'm coming up on the thirteenth round, and uh, the session takeover draft. Appreciate they gave. I think I might take him. You know, I'd say, but uh, I agree. I, I like it. Anybody practically free in that 13, 14 range with that type of upside, I love it, and. Uh, my guy that's next up, he in that 13, 12th round, right around what you got, too. You know what I mean? You got anything else on you guys? No, no, I don't think I got nothing else. So let's see who you got. Let's see who you got. Let's see who you got. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> see. Is this guy some bullshit right here? Uh gay. <laughs> Jail Everett. He's uh leaving the timeshare from LA to going to be the main guy in Seattle with CC's husband. If y'all don't know who CC's husband is. <clears throat> That's Russell Wilson, you know what I mean? But uh, Everett gets a great great upgrade at quarterback who has been missing a competent tight end since 2017, which was uh, Jimmy Graham. Everett has improved on his target, catches, and yardage total every season. He's posted 42 catches on 62 targets for 417 yards and one TD last year in the timeshare. Those numbers will increase in 2021 with a quarterback who threw over 500 times with 30-plus TDs in the last two seasons. I know we talk about Seattle run heavy uh, offense, but the last two seasons, my boy has thrown the ball over 15, 500 times. So it's a, it should be enough targets to go around. And uh, David Moore leaves behind 47 targets from 2020 as well as he went to – who cares what David Moore went? I forgot. I feel like he went, he went to, to Carolina. Carolina right? so, yeah, so make sure you're checking the names before you accept the D. Moore from Carolina. Because <laughs> you know, the 
Hey, you remember that time Tonyo accepted? What did he accept? He thought it, he, he thought it was uh, DJ because you got Duke Johnson and David Johnson. Yes. Oh yes. my god. Bro. Oh my god. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> but it was Tyler Lockett in the trade, and it was that week Tyler Lockett went for like thirty points or whatever. So oh, it was like, yeah, oh, yeah. lucky ass, bro. Right, like, right. How does a mistake <laughs> Always. end up helping this guy, bro? Always. Jesus Christ. Right, right. All right, all right. My bad. We got off topic. All right, but David Moore leaves behind forty-seven targets from two thousand twenty. While the tight end position was target itself one hundred and six times as a whole, this leaves behind one hundred and fifty-three targets total. Uh, total targets available, which of course. Everett would not see all by himself, but the opportunity is there in this offense for Everett, especially with a quarterback who loves to target the tight end from 20 to 20 and in the red zone. As long as Everett is the main tight end, he will be a steal in this draft and outplay his ADP and be a tight end one. His ADP is tight end 27 at the moment, but there is no doubt he outplays that with CC's husband throwing him the passes. And, uh, and like I said, it's 500 passes to go around. As Tyler's getting 130, uh, Metcalf getting 140. It's it's 100 or so targets out there for Everett. And uh, if we go back to Jimmy Graham, when he played his last two seasons in Seattle, I think he had like around 20 or 16 touchdowns or, or plus. So uh, and Russell Wilson has never had a competent tight end since uh, Jerry Everett. He had Disley, but since Disley got hurt, but every game Disley done play, he done posted double-digit numbers, so I highly believe in Jerry Everett will be a steal. I'm grabbing him everywhere as my tight end, too, because I got to get Hawker. I believe him, but uh, if you're the guy who who, who just botching tight end, wait to the end, get Jerry Everett. He will make you happy. Pause. Um, <laughs> one one good thing about sleepers is that you can drop them if they don't do nothing in the first couple of weeks like Jerry Everett probably will do. <laughs> Taking shots show, bro. No, 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 no. No, I I fuck with Joe Everett. I fuck with Joe Everett. Uh, I I love that though, man. Um, I think this is me personally, man. This is the year to not miss out on one of these at least top six tight ends because we talk ourselves into to that shit every year, man. Like, man, tight end, tight ends deep, man. Tight end, you can get some sleepers back there. You can definitely get, and we always are disappointed. But to Javar's point, I think Gerald Everett is the guy that you will want to look for if you are waiting on tight end because you brought up Will Disley. He was a beast, bro. When he was on the field, bro, Will Disley was a fucking beast, bro. Like, he yeah, 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 yeah. Producing, I remember the bro, footballers like, had their own song for him. If you get a song yeah, on the footballers, yeah, right. yeah. Will Disley. yeah, like they, he was actually producing. It's just the last couple years that like Will Disley has still been recovering. They brought in Greg Olson. He's old. Yeah. You know, he wasn't going to uh, be no difference. Uh, like Gerald Everett has flashed in the past, bro. And we know how mm-hmm. efficient. Russell Wilson is when he gets to that end zone, to that to that red zone area. So definitely think this is uh, great news for Gerald Everett, man. He finally has a tight end room to himself pretty much. Doesn't have to worry about Higby. So, yeah, I, I love it, man. Um, again, I'm scared to wait on tight end, but if you must, like if you went Patrick Mahomes early or one of these other quarterbacks early, you have you pretty much have to wait on tight end because it's going to fuck yeah, your yeah, whole yeah. squad up. If you go early quarterback and tight end. So if you, if you go with that strategy, then – Jared Evan is a perfect target, like your drafts. 
this was the first year I went tight end first round. Like I've never went tight end first round, but I had the opportunity to go Kelsey. And so I hope like you know my I'm not even gonna say it, but anyway, it's just my luck. Don't you realize that these, the first round picks like these top three tight ends, like especially the yeah, especially the top three, like they finish like if you add, you know, include them with the wide receiver numbers, bro, they're they're up there. They're top mm-hmm. 10 in points, they're top 10 in targets, yards. So once you look at it from that perspective, I think it makes it easier to um invest them early round picks in tight ends. So and I did it in the session takeover where tight ends get four points for first downs. That shit's crazy. That shit's crazy. That I shit's didn't even know that. Like you, you just you gotta pick your poison because they all have they all have they all have their upside pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah like, this is a great rules. I think if, if I don't come up with nothing better next year, we should just keep these rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for real, for real. That like everything, like either like either you pick your poison, either you go heavy running back. But or go heavy wide receiver. I think I went heavy wide receiver. I don't know what I went actually. I went uh I went heavy wide receiver a little bit. I went we went quarterback, running back, running back. Then quarterback. No, then uh receiver run uh quarterback. So I went I, th- I guess I went heavy running back because so you don't got no tight end picks a running back. Higby. I, okay. I couldn't I because I know it's super flex, so you you slick had to invest that early round pick in quarterback. But I still went with Thanks, that mindset. Man. Like, all right, I went heavy. It's with my with my second one too. I, I spent the fifth round pick on my second one, so I was like, I'm not gonna invest another early round pick in. Uh, I, I know we was not on, especially after Hawkinson was gone. Yeah, yeah, that's been my target right there, Hawkinson. Uh, it, it's crazy. Some people let them fall to the fifth, sixth sometimes, and it's it's like okay, I take that value every day. Uh, we got a couple more minutes left. Uh, Carlos, give us another one of your either you pick sleep or a breakout before we get out of here. All right, I go with another breakout, man. Um, he just got good news yesterday because the quarterback that we wanted to see him with was named a starter, and that was Teddy Bridgewater. Gonna be throwing the ball to Jerry Judy. So, Jerry Judy going as the wide receiver 27 in best ball formats. Last year, just to give you some of his numbers, 110 targets, 52 receptions, 856 yards, and 8.1 points per game. So, of course, if you're just checking the box scores, checking the stats, that's a pretty underwhelming season. And he also had he, – he did have some drops. But what people don't realize is only 65% of his 110 targets were catchable. That is the fifth fewest for receivers with at least 50 targets. Horrible, bro. He was getting open pretty much at ease. Uh, he also had the seventh most attended air yards a game, so he was expected to get 101 yards per game, but he only converted 37 of those yards. So he left a lot of yards on the field. He was getting targeted downfield. He was getting open, but Drew Locke just wasn't able to get the ball to him like that. So you bring in – so I don't think the talent was the question for him. I never thought it was. It was a shaky quarterback place. In comes Teddy Bridgewater. He isn't elite by any means necessary. He's not elite. But one thing he is, is accurate. Um, uh, he was ninth best. 87% of his throws were theme catchable. Um, even in preseason right now, he has one of the best like completion percentages. So I think that was one of the big reasons why they wanted to go with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. So, of course, I think this helps everybody in that offense, but mostly Jerry Judy because he is a separator. And Teddy Bridgewater does not is not a quarterback that likes to take chances. He's going to throw to the open receiver, and um, Jerry Judy was open a lot last year. So 
Wide receiver 27, <laughs> man. I have him way above that at wide receiver 23. Well, not way above it, but I have him at wide receiver 23 right now. And I think he can even be better than that. But that's so let's call your shot. You just you just you just talked about Javar doing that earlier. I mean, I, I, I mean I, I'm I'm not it's a lot of receivers. Is he a breakout or is this your sleeper? It's is a your breakout. breakout or your all right, call your shot. It's a breakout. Call your shot. You he's gotta not, call it. Right, he's he's gone as wide receiver three right now. I got him as wide receiver two, bro. That's that's my shot, bro. <laughs> Shit. Huh? Actually, they, so, no, call your number. You got to call the number. The wide receiver right, through 12 through right, 24. Top 20. Right? Top 20. Top 20. All right, there you go. Call your shot. Uh, yeah. I, I I can dig it going in because uh, last year he produced a top 20 player with uh, Robbie Anderson, and Judy is a much better uh, route runner than Robbie Anderson. So I, I can see it. Uh, I like it. You're not going to get Judy as your wide receiver three right now because everybody is on the hype. So if you really want Judy, you got to draft him. It's like your wide receiver two. The LaVisca Chanel and then uh, Judy uh, high pass took off. So, uh, yeah, I'm buying it, man. Uh, I really like Judy now. Over I'm Sutton. Buying, At first I was like, it's Sutton just by a little bit. But now for sure it's Judy over Sutton. I really wish I would have uh... – Pulled off a trade with Gabe in our Salet or not one of our dynasty leagues because I feel like he's higher on Judy than he was like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not saying oh, that my yeah, argument, yeah, yeah. not saying my argument is what is the reason, but I already know that from two I'm, weeks I'm ago, higher. You're, you're higher on him than, than, he, than he was. Just, 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 just for, just for, I am like I think it's one A more, one A one B than more of Judy taking over. Um, the the wide receiver game yeah, 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 yeah. a one a one b situation with Corlin Sutton. Know, I think bro. I still Corlin think Corlin Sutton is, is a good wide he's receiver. A, he's a avoid, right, but I just feel like like the game or or the style, the way Judy played just fits. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just fits better. Bridge so you just see even more because because Robbie Anderson is not a better receiver than DJ Moore last year. Robbie Anderson it just fit you know Teddy mm-hmm. Tupelo's scheme and he ran the routes closer to the you know. To the uh, line wow, of screen. That's a whole different story because DJ Moore got a lot of targets too. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, sure. they were about they even. They finished the year about even in targets. Yeah. But but I don't think DJ Moore was a wide receiver too. How do you feel about the Denver offense as a whole though? Uh, I definitely think it raises it raises everybody up in value, bro. Like they're not going to be losing games like that. Like you know. They're, He's going to be able Bosch. to sustain these leads. He's not going to be turning the ball over. So I yeah, think they're that's going to have the key more right there. possessions. And the, yeah, so they're going to be competing more. The ball I want to see how the offense goes. I mean, that's, defense. That's, yeah, uh, defense. I think they sold a lot of people, right? They, like, trade uh, no, no, no. They had a lot of injuries last year. So yeah, they the, did. Uh, they went and drafted Patrick Sertain. Oh, he's supposed to be a, a lot. Still, got fields, but you know that's it's over now. So. They say they say he out there looking like Champ Bailey, but they always saying everybody looking like somebody. Something like that. They better be saying that. You know they got to justify the pick somehow, bro. Everybody's sure, going to be sure. at their neck for fucking passing up on fields, bro. Like, what, what you talking about, bro? This guy's next coming to Champ Bailey, bro. Mm. All right. Hey, Javar, you got a couple more minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right, I, about say, I got, you got five minutes. Yeah, some of that. You ain't All got right, five. Man. You ain't got five. You ain't got five, but you got some time. <laughs> ain't got five. All time right, man. I'm going to go ahead and go with this. Javar. Carlos went with a – what you just went with, a breakout, or you did another sleep? You want yeah, a breakout, so I'm going to sleeper, man. Um, everybody's been uh, talking about this guy with the preseason game. Uh, he's been 
one the number one target for the rookie quarterback, Corey Davis. He finally had a breakout season last year and was somewhat consistent. He finished wide receiver 30 with only on 90 targets. And now he's the alpha male for the New York Jets and a rookie quarterback, uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, that figures to be in a negative game script, which leads to more passes. In the preseason, Davis has been Wilson's favorite target. Against the Packers in the preseason, six of Wilson's 11 targets went to Davis uh, for four completions and 70 yards. And he finished the preseason with 10 targets of 13 routes. So basically, he ran 13 routes and he was targeting on 10 of them. This is without star rookie Elijah Moore and competent slot guy Jameson Crowder on the on the bench. But the good thing about it, Crowder, uh, more of a slot guy, and Elijah Moore has been playing the slot role too, but Elijah Moore could be outside. So basically none of these guys will take over the alpha male role. And all right, good news is David has been building chemistry with the quarterback while these guys have been on the bench. And uh, the rookies tend to uh, latch on and produce one relevant wide receiver. Rookie quarterbacks do tend to latch on to one alpha receiver and produce uh, one fantasy relevant receiver. So they mean Crowder and uh, Elijah Moore stock may take a hit just a little bit to start the season for sure. I'm betting on Corey Davis to be this guy. He should start off hot because of what I mentioned. The other wide receivers have been hurt and not playing, so he should be targeted a lot and start off hot and sizzle down a little bit when uh, Elijah Moore or Crowder gets up back to speed. Well, by that time, you should have won. Corey Davis should help you win about four games into the season, and you're well on your way into the playoffs. But he has a good opportunity to lead the teams in targets. His ADP is wide receiver 45, and he would definitely outplay that. He's a great uh, wide receiver three target and could produce wide receiver two numbers. What you got to say, Gabe? That sounds a little bit like Russell Gage to me, um, actually. Was that your sleeper or your breakout? Yeah, that was his sleeper. sleeper. <laughs> huh? You walked right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into it, bro. Come on, man. I clearly just <laughs> asked. To tell your ass. <laughs> I clearly yeah. just asked, Carlos, did you do a breakout oh or a sleeper? God. Oh, we did a breakout? I'm going to go with a sleeper. Uh, yeah, okay, cool story, but bro. yeah, man. Uh, I, I, don't know I you do mention also about him, man. Where he, he got the contract, bro. They paid him to be the number one receiver. I was waiting, you know, they had big plans that. for him. And in preseason, bro, he's been lining it up with Zach Wilson. They have that chemistry, bro. Um, he's the fourth highest graded receiver, according to PFF, through two games of preseason. So he's looking good out there, man. And uh, like, like we said with Jacoby, bro, it's not too often you find a receiver that late that's going to lead their team in targets, bro. Like, it's just nobody wants him, bro. So I'll take it. All jokes aside, though, I do know the hype train is big on Elijah Moore, but it's rare that a rookie is going to come in and out-target. I, I know everybody is written and raving about Elijah Moore and uh, Zach Wilson's rapport together, and they look like they're just outstated, and they came out and said he's going to be the next Antonio Brown or whatever. But we all remember Antonio Brown wasn't good until his name was into, until he became Antonio Brown. Like He was in the league before he was Antonio Brown. Until so, he like, became A.B. <laughs> exactly. So like, like, let's cool out. Let's cool out. Let's cool out Jets. Yeah, so I think he I do think Elijah Moore is gonna be good. I think he's more of a uh if he does break out this year, it'll be more of a later in the season. I'm pretty sure he'll have some big flashy plays right. throughout the first couple of weeks just because of how his how dynamic he is. But as far as draft wise, I feel like Corey Davis is definitely the value to go get there. 
Um, because I feel like eventually, like I feel like if Elijah Moore doesn't pop in the first two weeks, he's gonna be up for like droppable candidate. You know what I mean? Like if Elijah right. Moore doesn't pop in the first two weeks and we have a, a some no name, we it's always some no name, somebody that nobody in the fantasy world knows about. Because right. again, if we all knew everything, this would be we would all be millionaires, you know what I'm saying? So like you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be somebody that yeah. even your top that, favorite favorite that, analysts don't know. That is and a great historically take too, like just real quick, just historically, rookie receiver, rookie receivers take at least about a half a year to really break out. Like exactly. even Justin Jefferson, like exactly. it took him a while to really break out. So uh, you got to get these rookies some time to to get acclimated, and he's dealing with the injury. So that's just more good news for Corey Davis, man. And I like I like what you said there, Gabe, because uh, a lot of these rookies get drafted year in and year out, but by mm-hmm. week four. They're on the waiver wires because Justin yeah. Jefferson, you could pick them up out the waiver wire last year. Jalen Rager, yep. you could pick them up. I think, nah, I, did I get Judy out there? Nah, Judy wasn't on the waiver wire. He was, at some point last year, he probably would have been on the waiver wire. Right, right, right. But I think yeah. just off name, you'd probably kept him. But, you know, that's just, you know, what, four of the top rookies from last year that was on waiver wires. So, exactly. yeah, yeah. You casual, that casual player. Is gonna see how they start off. I'm like, damn man, I should have went at got Corey right. Davis, bro. Let me drop mm-hmm. this guy. You could pick up, pick up Elijah Moore, and then trade Corey Davis. Boom. And exactly. The, the best guy possibly for the. And, I, and I love that what you said right there. So Corey Davis start off hot for the th- first three weeks. Might mm-hmm. be up there wide receiver at 15 or so. Go ahead and trade him for somebody, and you know, before he sizzle down, and you go. And now you got you a high, high, higher player than Corey Davis when you drafted him in the eighth, ninth round. So, because I don't think Elijah Moore has played in the preseason yet, right? Nope, nope. He got so he's gonna have to, yeah. So he's gonna have to have time to adjust to that um, the NFL game speed. Like all rookies say, they have to adjust to how different the speed is out there. Like when they're actually going, like with somebody that's trying to hurt them. You know what I'm saying? Not in training camp where people are taking it easy or just not trying to hurt you, but you're going against somebody that's literally trying to put your dick in the dirt. Pause. And so I feel like, you know. Elijah Moore is one of those more of a late, late sleepers, like wait until the waiver wire happen. But Corey Davis is definitely somebody you should target later in these rounds. Um, that, that I think that brings about to the um, timelines. Y'all got anybody else y'all just want to mention? I got one question before we get out of here. Who is somebody that you are avoiding? You don't have to give no big speech about it or nothing like that, but just somebody that everybody's on that you're like, I, I don't know. Not a sleeper pick, but like some some big player that you think is not going to perform at his ADP. Dominic. Whoever want to go first. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Well, going too high, man. Be on the lookout for my Dob- Dobbins video, Dan. I'm gonna do a Dobbins video. Uh, but I'm thinking right now. I know it's a player that I am avoiding at their ADP. Real quick, it it might be, it might be Chubb. Nick Chubb? I don't know about that. It might yeah, be Chubb. Yeah, you got it. And I, 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 can, get, I can see it. it you might. avoiding Nick Chubb? Why? Why so? I know I said we wasn't going to get on to I mean, I, 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 I was way back and get Antonio Gibson. You know what I'm saying? Or Najee Harris. You know? I just wait around to get for Gibson. Me personally, yeah, for me personally, this is it's the ceiling for uh, his receiving work. Like, we know as long as Hunt's there, He's not going to be – it's going to be capped to ceilings. He's not going to get that work. And he's going after guys or before guys like Barkley and Eckler and 
Najee Harris, like guys that's definitely going to get the receiving work. So he is super duper efficient, man. In terms of real life running backs, Chubb is is top three at, at, at least. Right. So, but in terms of fantasy, I could definitely see you avoiding him in the first. If he falls to the second, great. But first round, which I think you have to spend to get him, I'm, I'm not liking that. Yeah, I don't think I like that either. That first round pick of him. A lot of people, people are not talking about is Keenan Allen. I think I like Keenan Allen a lot more than people. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. It's just because he's been here for a while. You know, it's just it's just ingrained in us, bro. We want those shiny new toys, bro. Right. right. Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, all them guys going in third, yep. fourth, and. All right, so I'll get one of my first round picks that I'm probably fading. I don't know why, but I just maybe because he's not a sexy name like everybody else. But Aaron Jones, bro, I think if I if I had the choice between Aaron Jones and some of the other players going around him, I don't I'd know about take Aaron Jones. I think That's I, I think because you know how when they get to Aaron Jones, it's like all right, Aaron Jones or wide receiver, pretty much, right? That's why that's where I'm at with it. It's to me, it's like you get your Aaron Jones at 106, and it's like, all right, do I take Aaron Jones or the best wide receiver well, on the at 106? Aaron Jones yeah. ain't going that high. That's where that's, 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 yeah. that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's his ADP right now. I'm looking at it right now. Me too. Wait, oh, oh, yeah. we're talking about the one quarterback. I mean, okay, yeah, okay. just just reg, regular one quarterback, quarterback leads. I'm trying to oh, think. Yeah. I, I mean, I will take him over Chubb. It seems like a lot of people are avoiding him, bro, because I got him in our that home league draft we talked about the other day. Right. I got him at, at 112, bro, and I was ecstatic to get him there. So so let's just say if the draft goes like how the ADP goes right now, you miss Aaron Jones at 106, you get Devontae Adams at 107, and then you wrap it back around at 106. Uh, what, what would be your next pick? Uh, what's that? 207, 206, right? 207, 206. 207, I want to say. Then you could um, have – Either J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson, David Montgomery as your wide receiver one, or Joe Mixon if the draft goes crazy. You know what I mean? I think yeah. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon not too far off from where I think Aaron Jones is going to finish. Where if if Joe Mixon has the year that everybody thinks he's going to have, he, but he still has to do it. Like Aaron Jones he has, has to do it. Last two years. Yeah, I know, bro. but and it's just like, Aaron, but he, he doesn't do Rogers it. Sexy. Like, they didn't even want to. They, they barely wanted to pay. They barely wanted to pay him, bro. They have so nobody. They did, the thing yeah. is, he gives you, he gives you ceiling games. Bro. He does give you ceiling games. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not, I don't not, not like Aaron Jones because I have him on a couple teams. I'm just saying, like, I like if I was to go against the consensus, it's a hot take. Damn, Javar just want to chop my neck off. It's a hot take. No, I'm just saying, but at 106, I'm not doing it either. But at the yeah. at the eighth or ninth running back taking off the board, I'm comfortable with taking him as the eighth or ninth running back off the board. I like him better than Jonathan Taylor, to be honest. Like if it's Jonathan Taylor or Aaron Jones, I'm going Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I, that's why I re- that's that's right around where I think Aaron Jones would be drafted, right around that. Um Austin Eckler, uh Jonathan Taylor. I definitely think Nick Chubb should be drafted above Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's probably just because his name is Aaron Jones. He has a boring name. Hey, yeah, and it's already one. And it's already one Aaron. It's just like ah, nah. You know what I mean? Like we already got one Aaron here, bro. I will take Aaron Jones. All like day. maybe next year when Aaron Rodgers leaves and it's only one Aaron, it's like they have some State Farm commercials for him where he discount discount right. double checking. Maybe I would like him, but it's like ah, like he even tried to put the glasses on. Like people didn't even put you on Sports Center with the glasses on, bro. Like you ran for like. 300 touchdowns or some crazy shit in one game. And like, it was like, ah, cool story, bro. David. Meanwhile, Alvin Kamara ran for six touchdowns in the game and 
the sports center goes crazy. You know what I mean? So it's like it was I think Christmas, bro. Like, it was Christmas. <laughs> hey, shit. Well, Aaron Jones should have did it on Christmas, but he did have like a two hundred yard rushing. Bring game. that up, bro. Like I don't know how it keep coming up. Damn championship game, I lost. With, I, I can't believe Corey Davis scored zero points. That's crazy. God that's Jesus, one reason, bro. That's one of the reasons why I probably wouldn't believe in him. But um, <laughs> y'all got anything else? I think is the next episode. We getting ready for the season. Is the next episode our first season episode? Nah, because we still got a week. Like this is the last week of preseason games. But then we like remember it's so it's a bye week games. before. The, yeah, so it's, so it's, it's like a bye week. week. They get like a rest week. Uh, yes. That's gross. So I guess we got one more week of like hopefully. Game is like, so disappointed. Yeah, I just knew we was gonna be start potting about what's going on matchups because that's my. We favorite got a lot part. of drafts next week though. Damn, for real. I don't even be knowing. Yeah, my, I just, bro, I just, I don't YouTube. even know how, but somehow I got Fantasy Pros Premium, and I don't even know how. And I didn't, I, I, I don't know had how that, I shit, got that all. shit either. I hope nobody's listening and they go and check my account, bro. Because oh, don't please don't check mine because I, j- I didn't even know I had it. I just put all my teams on there. I said, what? <laughs> I got it till 2022. That's crazy. But anyway, um, I kept, I kept waiting to see, like, bro, because you know you can only put a certain amount of teams if you don't have that premium, bro. I got like ten. Say like you got too many leagues or too many teams. I, they just keep letting me at them, so I guess. Nice. <laughs> the funny thing is, I had all my teams on there last year, and I ain't even know it was premium. I just thought it came with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Hell no. I just signed my name up in there. I'm like, oh, I put my teams in. Let me do this. I, I was looking. I, I, I was just doing research. I was like, damn. And then it was like, because I was like, man, let me just sign up for the like, premium. Free, my free trials and shit, too. Like, you exactly. know, if you sign up for DraftKings and FanDuel and Monkey Knife exactly. Fight. I done did all that too. I did all that Me shit, too. bro. So. Me too. <laughs> I was doing like, I was trying to be cheap and I was like, man, I ain't going to pay the premium. I'm just going to do the Hall of Fame because I only need it for like six months just the football season. Uh, and I was trying to buy it. I was like, where do you buy it at? And they didn't give me no option. Then I went to like the account. It was like, it expires in 2022. I said, bet. But anyway, man, <laughs> um, I'm jumping out of plane hey, tomorrow. I don't have nothing else fantasy wise for y'all. You got anybody? Y'all got something? Shout shout out to my brother for getting mad for him pulling the tenth spot in an auction. (laughs) That is so hilarious. Hey, you need to be playing that uh, game. He said, "He said, fuck my life." I said, "Bro, it's auction, bro. Like (laughs) draft spot don't matter, bro." Why did you even put it? Why did you even do that? All right, hey, guys, I, I, didn't do do on, I didn't do some need, research on Austin because I don't even know nothing about it. What's you need up? to play that future, that uh, jumping so off funny. the jet. You know, Hopefully what I'm I don't piss myself. Oh, hey, what? I mean, I'm, I'm jumping out of a jet, but I probably would piss myself. Thousands of feet in the air, bro. Anything can happen up there, man. Sure. I could soil myself <laughs> very easily. I know one thing. Right, that, you, you, you're going to make your way to the ground <laughs> for sure. All right, Hopefully bro. slow. God That's damn, what I'm saying. Like, what are, all right, bro. See, he wanted to. I always want to take it dark. If I want to tear his Achilles, he's going to That's why Jabari falling off his scooter. Gravity? I know one thing for sure. Gravity is going to take his course when you come out the plane. How about that? That's better. That's why you got one chicken leg and one regular leg, motherfucker. That's why you fall over when you try to pedal. <laughs> I don't better. Hey, you're gonna be, be leading and shit. I'm kickstarting right now. Kickstart. That is true. Three. I only been a one month off my leg, and it's crazy, bro. Just to see the difference between one leg that I've been using and the other one, bro. One leg gonna crack, and the other one fully healthy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty bro. gross, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. We don't need to talk about your leg no more. But anyway, <laughs> man, if y'all don't got anything else, man, um, I guess we out of here. Shout out to Tonio. Peace. Where he at? 
Uh, hopefully, we finished all these sessions. Take over. Damn, I said we out of here now. I kept on talking. But anyway, peace. Yep. Peace out.